What's going on, guys? Out here in Colorado, the first uh, the first podcast I'm doing in Colorado, the first solo podcast I've done in a while. If you guys are watching this, I'm not exactly sure how the lighting is going to be uh, eventually because it's about to be sunset, so you guys are going to see a beautiful sunset behind me. Got the lighting set up in a way where I think it'll work, but uh, anyway, I just honestly want to hop right into it. Um, the reason I came out to Colorado was uh, I'm fortunate enough to you know be in a position where not only can I afford to to like come out here if I really wanted to, I more importantly have the freedom to, and that's a big difference I think. I think a lot of people get trapped up in the money and they forget about the freedom part because you know I'm sure there's many CEOs and stuff out there making what a couple million a year, but they can't go if they if they needed a break they couldn't just go somewhere you know they got to be places they got to be a certain place that's the main reason why i've done everything i've done is to get to a position where i have the freedom well what i would say is for those of you who are searching for that same freedom and i think some of those people who already have it can relate to this you got to be careful with how much freedom you give yourself because again you're going to be your own boss and so just Looking back on the past like four months, well, when did I leave LA? I left LA March 22nd. Yeah, I'm going to turn off my headphones really quick. Oh, yeah, that's much better. I left LA March, ooh, that's way better. I left LA um, March 22nd, I think. No, like March 13th, actually. And man, I really wish I could have stayed. And looking back, if I would have known what would have happened, I probably would have. I thought it was going to be a way serious thing. And one thing I want to address right now, okay? One thing I want to address right now. I got a couple comments from, like, friends saying, wow, Scott, in that video about uh, Shopify and the coronavirus, you seem really scared. It's like, no. If you look in the video, I was just sitting in the rain, and it was, like, 50 degrees out, so I was shivering, you know? I was actually just shivering. So I was just trying to make the smarter decision uh, in the long term. But man, those were some crazy fun days. And I really wish I was back in LA. I'm not going to lie. So I came out to L- I came out to Colorado. I'm actually about to, um, I have this list right here. This is going to be the topic of this podcast where it's just lessons I've learned so far in Colorado just by just thinking, reading books, just ultimately being surrounded by nature again, which I think I really needed. When I initially came out here, I thought it would be, t- it's potentially, um, the potential could be that I move out here. After being out here, I realized that what I feel in my soul and what I feel in my heart is nothing compared to what I feel like in LA. I promise you, I'm going to look back on this clip of me saying this and it's just going to be like, wow, there's something for me in LA. I've known this since I was 10. I don't know what it is. I, I have a small idea of what it could be, but I got to get back. I got to get back. It's just like, if you guys saw my, or heard my song, Gato, um, I forget what the ending line is. Uh, Ultra light beam when I'm coming back in, I'll be running back in. I'm going to stay because I need to get back to LA for sure. Now, I talked to my mentor about this and, you know, I was saying like, you know, I don't know what I should do. What, like this trip right here in Colorado has allowed me free thinking time. Back in St. Louis in that terrible apartment, if you guys don't know, literally less than two weeks after I, I left my apartment, I actually enjoyed staying in. And I just sh- signed the cheapest apartment I could find near my family. 
uh, that's when I, two weeks later I had to move back because I moved back to LA. I had no clue that it was going to come this quick and this fast um, in terms of shutting everything in California down. And it put me in a, I'm not going to lie, those two months that I spent in that apartment, the two and a half months, I, I just went somewhere really dark in my mind. And I got to be honest with everybody. I'll be, I, you know, I always keep it real with you guys. I went somewhere real dark that I haven't been in a while because, um, like I said, I sold my I-8. Again, a, a really, I hope you guys learn from my mistakes. I didn't need to sell my I-8. The only reason I was selling my I-8 was to just have more money to put into the stock market. And I didn't realize I could just trade on on um, margin, which is where they just give you basically a loan you can trade on. So I could have just traded on margin. I was obviously putting well over 50000 already in. Um, so I could have easily done that. But anyway, that's besides the point. Basically, what happened was I got rid of my I-8 and moved into the shitty apartment. And it kind of it kind of worked out in a way where it's like, you know, I could have signed another apartment. But did I really want to just sign two apartments now? I thought I could just, you know, stick it out. But what I really realized in the past three months is maybe never everyone's not like this, but environment, it really affects me. Uh, just because growing up, I did not grow up in the healthiest environment. And all I wanted as a kid growing up, all I wanted until I was 22 and I got it, was a place that I could just proudly live in and just be common and just love it. And I never had that until I started drop shipping. And then I finally got it at that apartment complex and it just opened up a whole new venue to me. Do you guys hear that bird chirping in the background? I love the sounds of nature here. If you guys are not watching this, uh, you should definitely hop on YouTube and look at where I'm recording this at because it's just absolutely beautiful. But yeah, going back to what I was saying, environment for me has a large effect. I thought I could do the whole like Warren Buffett like just drive a cheap car. No, fuck that. Like the effect of me driving a car I really love and the effect of me living a place I really love has a massive effect on my, not only my, I get, I hate to say it, but not only my personality, but just my work ethic in general. When I wake up, like when I, when I wake up in a place like you're seeing right now, like I want to do nothing but improve, 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 improve back home in that just terrible apartment. Again, I haven't downgraded in years. I haven't downgraded. And that, I'm not even going to, I'm so tired of explaining it. Um, but when I wake up in a place like that, all I want to do is settle. Like I got no motivation at all. And that's why I'm going to announce right now, when I get back to St. Louis, I'm, there's not a chance I'm staying there. There is not one chance I am staying in that apartment for more than a couple days. I'm moving out immediately. Cause I just got to get out. I was literally before I booked this trip, I was just freaking out in my own head. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Um, but that's, I, I recognize that I'm still in an insanely fortunate place, but th this stuff can has been playing mind games with me. And that's why I'm just so happy to be out here in Colorado and learn these lessons that I'm about to uh, read off and explain to you. Mm, but that's that's something really 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 big I've learned about myself is, is is my environment has a massive effect on me just because of my past I've never of always wanting just a, a healthy environment um, so before I move on to this list I just want to tell you guys some amazing advice my mentor told me about this so I was talking to him I was like you know Colorado's great I'd love to own a house here but I would never live here full time. I just couldn't like, it's not my calling. I know for a fact. 
And I'm like, what do I do? Like, I'm not sure what I want to do. There's two options from here. When I get back out of this, I, I, I'm still in Colorado for two more weeks, but there's two options I could go from here. And that is when I get back, pack up and move to LA. Oh, by the way, I ordered a new car, by the way. So I will have a new car when I get back. I already settled that. Um, but besides that, there's two options I could do. And that's, do I move back to LA? And, you know, LA is not in the best situation right now. They're still kind of shut down. They just had a lot of those violent protests. Not all of them violent, but obviously you guys saw the videos. It, it was going crazy. Um, and then you got the winter coming up. There could be a second wave and who knows what effect that's going to have. Because if you look at like, I know it's not the same as the Spanish flu, but if you look at the Spanish flu chart, the initial wave was nothing even close to comparison to the second wave because, you know, everyone, especially here in America, gets tired of being quarantined. It's, it's the opposite of freedom. And that's what our country is based out of. So do I move back to LA and just go for it? Or do I stay and sign at that apartment, I just love, 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 love so much uh, nine months. And that way I'll stay in St. Louis for nine months in that apartment. And the plan I have for St. Louis is absolutely crazy. Sorry for the wind that's coming in right now. Um, so if I move, if I choose St. Louis, again, I'm just going to go back to the apartment. Unfortunately, it won't be the same unit, but it'll just be three stories lower, which I could give a fuck. And my plan for that is... What I've learned about myself out here, there's, there's, there's a lot that I learned about myself here that I'm not just going to reveal to everybody. A lot of it's really personal. I'm just, I don't want to get too personal, uh, but there's apply, apply that for one, two, focus down on what I actually love to do and, and just make a lot of YouTube videos outside of just drop shipping. I like, I don't want to. I was talking to my friend about this. It's like, I really enjoy how I've made a lot of people a lot of money. But I don't know, guys. I really get a lot more happiness out of making someone laugh than making someone money. And that's what how I've always been. And uh, I just feel like, if, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I've made, before I started this channel, my actual channel that all of you guys know me for, uh, I probably made around 350 YouTube videos. So I've been doing this since 10. Like I got my first YouTube account in like 2008, I think, 2009. It was one year after YouTube was released. And I started making videos at age uh, 10, 10 or 11. That's when I first picked up the camera. And uh, that's where my passion, that's where my heart is big time. Like if you guys want me to be real with you, the only person I watch on YouTube is Danny Duncan because I think Danny Duncan is one of the only YouTubers who have, who is only YouTube vloggers. And I don't even consider him a vlogger because I don't want to place him in that category. But he's, that's the only way you can define him because he's like vlogging his life. But he's like the only YouTuber that I've found who has truly done it different. Truly, truly, truly done it different than everybody else. Because everybody else always talks about how they've done it different. And he never really said that. He kind of just more showed it. And that's why I respect the hell out of him. Really pissed we didn't link up because I was in Seattle. He, he, he DM'd me wanting to link up. And I was in Seattle, and then we never got around to it, unfortunately. But, 
yeah, those are some crazy days, but that's, that's kind of what I would want to do. And I, I talked about this on my Instagram for those who don't know, but I was able to become famous in my certain area in St. Louis called Clayton from one Facebook ad. So if I go back to St. Louis, what I would do is I'd heavily focus down on simplify apparel where I got, I got so many designs that you guys have not seen. I think you guys have only seen one design. I got, I think 10, 10 new designs on top of that one. Heavily focus on simplify apparel, heavily focus on making the videos I really love to make. Of course, I'll still be making dropshipping and financial videos as well. But I also want to start focusing more on what I really enjoy doing since I was 10. This is going back to the root of my soul or my child and my inner child. And that's what Gary and Jones says, you know, um, power comes from source and your source is your inner child. And when you stop listening to that inner child, you start to lose power, not only over yourself, but just over your life. And, and what I would do basically is I have so many unique ideas and St. Louis is an untapped market completely. So many unique ideas for YouTube videos. And if I can pull those YouTube videos off, mix with what I know about marketing on Facebook, I can do what I did in my small one mile radius in Clayton to the entire St. Louis area in nine months and just become extremely well-known in the nine months through a mixture of creative video making and creative marketing. And I hope, and I know that I'm going to look back on this, what I'm saying right now and be like, damn, he called it. Cause it sounds like I'm moving back to St. Louis. Honestly, that's really what I'm heavily relying to. But yeah, before I get into this list, I just want to say what my mentor said about the whole thing. When I explained that exact thing to him, he said, all right, Scott, well, listen, I was friends with Kobe. Well, he wasn't friends with Kobe, but he hung out with Kobe about nine, nine or 10 times, he said. And he said when he talked to Kobe once, uh, obviously before he died, um, he, Kobe, he asked him, like, what was the biggest factor to your, your success in life? And it wasn't action or, or it wasn't, you know, it wasn't take, it, it just wasn't action. It wasn't like what you would think. And he said it was his preparation when, and then he went on to tell me that when Kobe was signed to an NBA team right out of high school, he was the first, um, sorry for my lack of knowledge about the positions, but I think he was the first point guard to be signed right out of high school. I'm not exactly sure on that, but everyone thought he was going to be the next Michael Jordan, putting a heavy pressure on him. And what he said was that for the first two years, he specifically asked the coach to not make him a starter because he wanted to prepare more. Like, even though he already had it, he wanted to prepare more so that he didn't, he didn't just collapse under the pressure or under the, the adaptability. He just, what he just felt in his soul, he wasn't prepared. And he wanted those two years, even though he probably could have, he probably could have went sooner. And this is just what he was telling me. I don't know about the exact specifics, so I can't argue with anyone if that's wrong. This is what he was telling me. Oh, that was weird. That light just shut off and turned back on. I'd never seen that. Anyway, so he compared that to my story and he's like, you got to think it's like, are you, are you ready to do what you're, what you're wanting to do right now? Are you, are you ready? And that's what you got to figure out because if you, if you go out there and you're not ready and also there's something, and he said, there's also something to be said about forming that market for what you're looking for before you go out in an untapped market. So like to do what I want to do, 
would probably be easier to do in St. Louis opposed to in LA where everybody's trying to do what I'm trying to do, but not necessarily, if that makes sense. I'm trying to explain this the best I can. And so that's, that's what he said. It's like, are you prepared? Or is there something missing? And that's where that's, and this is where it gets more personal. And he's like, is, or is there something missing from yourself where you know you're not prepared to do yet and you need those nine more months? I'm like, okay, that's some good, that's some good ass advice. Shout out my mentor and shout out Kobe. That's some really good advice because if you're not prepared, you might fall flat. And, um, and that's what I really got to decide. It's like, am I should and and then also I did move to LA in November and I realized how sucky that was because you're kind of dealing with the sun. Like right when you move, you're ready to go to the beach and everything. And you're dealing with the sunset every day at like four, 4 PM, 4 30 for like the first like six months. So I would sign it until like March and April and then move out there. And this time there would be no second place back in St. Louis. There would be none of that. Um, especially because I realized that having a second place back in St. Louis just gives me an excuse to come back to St. Louis if I really wanted to. And I think I want to put myself more into a position where I have to be out there. But we'll see. We'll see. Because if I didn't have the second place, I would have just stayed in LA, which probably would have been the better move. But again, who knows? All I know is I got some things to figure out. But we're 17 minutes in. I really want to get to this list. I don't mean to make this podcast all about me, but that I just wanted to update you guys on the reason I came out to Colorado, where I'm at already mentally in Colorado, and where I'm planning on going after Colorado because I know that this month has been a very transformational month for me and my priorities. And yeah, so let me get into this list right here of what I've learned. Now, all of this is either from thought or it's from books. I think a lot a lot of this information is going to be very, very, very powerful. At least it was for me. Okay, so number one is probably the most impactful thing that I've read while being out here and thought about. I actually even wrote it on my arm because I didn't want to forget about it. Uh, it's from The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And that is, attitude is more important than fact. That is a fact. What that means is, say your house burns down. Okay, your house burned down. The fact is not that the fact your house burned down is way less important than your attitude towards your house being burned down. Way, 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 way less important. I know it, it might sound harsh, but at the end of the day, you got to think, and this is in any situation that, you're, that you experience or go through. The fact your house burned down has nothing to do with the attitude towards your, towards your house burning down. That's the only thing that you have control over. That's the only thing that you can change is the attitude. You can't change the fact, but you can change your attitude. Therefore, attitude is more important than fact to every individual who's listening to this about anything, about any bad situation. This is not to say any bad situation you're going through or have been going through isn't that bad. It's the fact that you need to make it in your mind not that bad in order for you to move on and, and find what you're looking for in this life. So that's some I really I want to get that tattooed because I never want to forget that attitude is more important than fact. It's been a long time since I've I've found a, a, a quote like that. And so lesson number two, this one's really interesting because 
I, I heard it on Joey Diaz's podcast. And then I read it in a book that same exact day. I'm not going to say which book, but I read it in a book the exact same day that I saw this on Joey Diaz's podcast. And that is when you're feeling lost, go back home. And I'm not going to lie. When I was in LA, I was like, the f- everything was going so incredibly well in LA. Um, like it just was, it was perfect. Now I was getting distracted. My priorities weren't on straight and everything, but everything was falling in line like more quicker than I could imagine. I was being the right people. I was doing the right business stuff. And then it all came to a screeching halt. But I'm not going to ignore the fact that even though everything was going well in LA, everything wasn't going well inside Scott. And some of my closest friends will know that. I was just kind of feeling lost because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Again, this goes back to the beginning of the podcast where it's like, you know, I'm way more dynamic than a fucking drop shipper. I'm way, way, way more. And I offer way more than just showing you how to, guys how to drop ship. Like, and I, I kept feeling like I was getting put in this box, mostly by myself. It was mostly just me overthinking. I kept feeling like I was put in this box where, like, people not, not I think it's more in my mind where I, I, I think that people would want me to talk, do a drop shipping podcast instead of this simplified podcast. I think that people would want me to um, make more drop shipping videos and less vlogs. And which is weird because reading the comments, everyone's still saying you need to vlog more. You need to vlog more. You need to vlog more. Um, I don't know that that's weird now that I'm even thinking about it, but I was feeling lost because I didn't know what I wanted out of me going to LA. Like I said, I know that there's something for me in LA and I'm starting to understand what it is, but I didn't exactly know how to get it, and nor did I even try that hard to go after it. And I was just feeling lost. I didn't know exactly what I wanted. I was just kind of like out there, and I loved it. Do not get me wrong. That was unbelievable. That was some of the best. Those six months, uh, I think it was like more like four and a half. Those four and a half months, probably the best time of my life ever. Because I had the part, that awesome apartment in uh, St. Louis I could go back to and see my friends. I had the awesome house in L.A. where I could see all my new friends and stuff like that. It was great. But when you're feeling lost, you go back home. And that's why when the quarantine happened, that's when I went real way too deep inside of myself in my mind. And I started understanding why I felt lost. And that well, I, now I'm really understanding why I felt lost in those three months. Like I said, um, I'm just going to call them the two and a half dark months of the two and a half dark months of Scott Hilsey. And that was the middle of March until um, June 1st. So April, May, and then half of March. Um, But this symbolizes something bigger than, than just going back to St. Louis. I think when you're feeling lost, go back to your roots. And that's where I, that's where I was. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to explain this the best I can. Like where I, I'm living right now in St. Louis in that shitty apartment that I that I really dislike. But again, my attitude is more important than fact. And this, again, that's what I want you guys to understand. Everything I say isn't everything that I practice. It's everything that I try to practice that I believe is valuable. I don't know. Something's making a squeaking noise. But anyway. Wait. Is that a bird? Oh, it's a bird. Okay, I thought it was some metal. Anyway, um... So yeah, when you're feeling lost, go back home. And so I really had to go through those two and a half dark months to understand the person I want to become 
out of this. I talked about this in my video when I said, you know, how are you going to spend this life? And I was talking about transforming your life when really I was talking about transforming my life. And I know a lot of you focus on transforming your life monetarily, which you definitely should. Don't let anybody tell you money means nothing. Money is your key to freedom. Is your it, it literally is a skeleton key to life and gives you so much freedom to do what you want. But when you get that freedom, you got to use it wisely and you can't get lost. As Gucci Mane once says, can't get lost in the sauce uh, because that's very easy to do. And that's why I spent these months really looking inward so deep, just trying to reinvent myself and really find out where I want to go from here, correcting my correcting my my flaws for sure. I'm fine. Like I'm starting to become more and more more aware of the flaws that are holding me back and a very few are holding me back extremely. Um, but again, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> So this next three, this is lesson three that I learned in Colorado. So the rest of these, it was actually, it's looking like, I'll just mention if they're from a book. This is not from a book. This is just from my head walking around these mountains. Um, Gratitude will get you way farther in life than envy ever will. And this goes back to lesson number one. Attitude is more important than fact. The fact that your friend or whatever is doing more, more, making more money than you or whatever has nothing to do with your attitude towards it. You want to be, you have to be, Any whenever something bad happens to me nowadays, I'll just tell my friend this, you have to be grateful. Like gratitude is the most important feeling that you could possibly feel. And that's, it's a super important because when you envy other people, Young Thug, I remember he said in an interview with Adam 22, he said, um, or Adam 21, I don't know his, his actual name. He said, um, he said, hold on, let me think of what he said. Gratitude will get you more further in life than envy. I'm not even going to try to think of the exact quote, but basically what he was saying was, a wish upon another is a wish upon yourself. He didn't, okay, that's what it was. So he didn't exactly say that, but I noticed that anytime he brought up some, anyone who had beef with, Young Thug would say, I hope he gets richer than me. And I know that he, he knew that principle. A wish upon another is a wish upon yourself. So if you have envy for someone, and like you see someone doing good and then you just start looking at them like trying to find the bad in them. You're just looking at the bad that you're seeing in yourself. Envy is going to get you nowhere. Gratitude for what you have. And I'm actually going to jump ahead to that where I want to talk about perspective because perspective is everything. And that's what I learned. So during those two and a half dark months that I went through mentally, um, part of the reason that I was going through that is because I was kind of feeling real down that I sold the I-8 and I, I sold a bunch of stuff just to have as much money as possible to just throw it into the stock market at the perfect time. Well, unfortunately, I missed that perfect time because I was actually waiting for the, the money to, to transfer into my account. And then I kind of pulled the trigger. I just put 10000 in Facebook at 153 so that like went up like 60%. But other than that, um, I didn't put any money in. And then I actually lost some trading options and that stupid Nat stock. I didn't lose too much. Um, definitely not even near what a lot of these people made. But, you know, I lost a little bit. And just to lose a little bit, I was like, fuck. It's like I th- this was going to be my time to make so much money. Like, and if I would have put it in the stocks that I wanted, I would have made, um, 
think like $170,000. But unfortunately, I was waiting for the money to transfer. And by the time the money, the transfer, transfer, by the time the money transferred, that's when the feds started manipulating the market. And that's when it started going up and I missed it. And so like this whole, I was just feeling down. It's like, I miss out. Oh, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And what I learned through that was perspective. It's like, Scott, how the fuck can you feel down about missing out on this investment, missing out on doubling your money when you had $150,000 in your Robinhood account ready to invest. And that was this money you're willing to lose. That's not like, I don't like talking about money really. And that's something, another thing I learned about myself right here. Um, but that was what I was willing to lose and still be comfortable. If I, everything went to zero, I still would have been more than comfortable. But guys, I was, I was focused on the fact I missed out on making a ton of money when I didn't realize that I've already made so much money and in such a fortunate position. But I kept on focusing on the negative because attitude is more important than fact. And I kept looking at the dark side of things rather than the light. I kept, I kept, and that's, that's what trading will do, by the way. Trading, no matter what, whether you take a loss, whether you take a gain, you'll always feel inadequate because you could have taken a bigger gain or when you took a loss, you see your buddies um, making money and that goes back to gratitude will get you way further in life than envy. Um, I just, I just, I couldn't believe it because two years before that, or let's say three years before that, I only had $1,300 in my bank account and I was happy with that. I was like, yes, this is just enough money to start my life in LA. Fuck yeah. Can't believe it. And now I got, you know, let's just say 150,000 in the Robin Hood. Well, I took 70,000 out. Um, but I just have, a, I got a good amount of money. Okay. But I was so focused on the fact I missed out on making more money that I didn't even, didn't even, wasn't even grateful for what I already have. And if I would have just flip-flopped that from the start, I probably would be, I probably would have made more money and seen better opportunities because I was focusing on the good. Like when you focus on the bad, when you focus on envy, when you focus on this other stuff, it's not going to get you anywhere. It never has and it never will. And that's, I hope you guys really realize that. I just saw a video in Yemen and there's kids I don't know if you guys hear about Yemen, but uh, UNICEF declared it the greatest humanitarian crisis the world has ever seen. Like they're slowly dying. Like they said a kid under the age of five dies every 10 minutes, I think is the statistic in Yemen right now. You can look it up. There's videos of like in here in America, everyone's freaking out over toilet paper, running to get toilet paper. In Yemen, a water truck comes like once a week and desperate mothers and children are sprinting towards the truck trying to get as much water as possible. We got, we got water coming from the faucet, all right? And we're focused on, oh, uh, the sports are gone. Oh, my bar's closed. We got, we got water coming from the faucet. We got plenty of food at the market that most of us, if not all of us, can afford. We got fast food for $1 for a burger. In Yemen, they barely even have water. They don't have any food. A perspective is everything. And attitude is more important than fact. And that's that. I would say that is the biggest lesson I learned before coming out here, for sure. And that's why I actually wrote on this list in Highlighter. Because perspective is everything. And if you don't understand that, you're, you're never going to understand anything. 
and you're all, and you're never going to be happy. And that's why I'm so much happier than I was in those two and a half months because my mind was so com- com- this complexed with inadequacy because I missed out on making a couple hundred thousand dollars or, or whatever it would have been. But then I could also think about how I probably would have been nervous and pulled out that money before it, it hit the peak or whatever. Um, who knows what would have happened? There's so many variables. The fact that it didn't happen meant it should not have happened because if it did happen, maybe I would have even gotten more lazier. But there's just so many different variables. But the fact is that gratitude will always triumph everything. And that's what I really have come to understand and focus on, especially since coming out here. Like, I can't believe that I allowed my mind to go into a dark place simply because I missed an investment opportunity with a lot of money that I already have. When in comparison to any time before two years ago, I didn't even have probably, I didn't even have more than half a percent of what I have now, way less than half a percent. So that's just something um, I really wanted to cover. And that's probably the most important thing of this entire podcast, perspective and gratitude. Perspective, gratitude, and attitude. Yep. All right, so number four is something I learned is I don't need to document everything. Like, not everything needs to be documented. And the only reason I say this is because I was looking at my old Snapchat when I was in college, and I could tell that the person I was in college is so different than the person I was today, where... I was trying to document things simply to impress people rather than what it should be done for is document it for the memories. I guess I'm in a little bit of a different position now where like there's some things I have to document or that I choose to document more like it because I want to put that out there. But I don't need to document everything because when I go on these hikes, I see people just constantly on their phone or like they'll pull up to a beautiful scene and the first thing they do is they look down. Like, in what point in history have we, ha- in what point in history before the, the, the cell phone or just the, more, just the mass amount of mobile ca- phone, I mean, cameras, basically, that we have now, where the first thing that, the first reaction someone does, or the first reaction someone has when they see something beautiful is they look down. Like, that, that seems kind of, like, devilish, doesn't it? It's like we're looking away from beauty, and then we're looking at it through a screen. Like the first thing we do is look away. The first, and I've even caught myself in doing that sometimes. I'm like, well, you hold up, enjoy this moment. Like when we wake up, we're not waking up with gratitude in our heart. We're not waking up thanking God, this is an amazing day. Even if it's, even if it's rainy out, when an ama- even more amazing day, we got, we got water coming from the sky, something that everything in life has in common. We got water coming from the sky. I mean, like Yemen does not have water coming from the sky. I promise you that. And somewhere along the lines, we just, we just missed that. We just, um, we got distracted. We got distracted. But that, um, but yeah, that's just one thing. So number five, I actually learned this from my mentor when he was teaching me trading. I, and that's something interesting about trading that I've noticed. A lot of the principles of trading apply very appropriately to the principles in stock. And this is a really good one. Let it come to you. Do not chase the rabbit. More like don't chase the trade. Let the trade come to you. Let me give you an example. So when I was in those two and a half 
dark months. I just wanted to get to Colorado. I wanted to get to Colorado so bad. I knew I needed to get out here. I needed to get out of that place, get back to nature, get back to freedom for an entire month. I was looking, 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 looking every single day, all day, just looking for the right house. I sometimes four times a day, I would just look on Airbnb. I was just looking so hard for about a week or two. And then I kind of just let it go. I didn't want to, I didn't want to look anymore. And then a couple weeks after that, I just go on Airbnb and all of a sudden the house that you're seeing right now in the video pops up for an incredible price. Way, oh, it was, it was the best price. It was the best bang for your buck I've, I saw ever. It was the exact how, type of house I was looking for and the exact location I was looking for. And it's so funny because it's when I stopped looking for it, it came to me. I think that's something I need to apply to my more life. Like I said, when I was in LA, I was looking, looking, looking for why am I out here? Why am I out here? Instead of just relaxing and letting life show me why I'm out there. And that's something really, I mean, you can, you can apply that to trading logistics. Of course, that's what I've been doing. I never, then just a side note. Yeah. I never just buy a stock at the price. I always let the trade come to me and that's saved my ass a couple of times. Um, but when you let what life is trying to give you, when you let life, when you, when you, okay, let me, it's more like this. And when you have your hands out to receive, you will receive. But if you're always have your hands out to grab, 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 you're never going to get, or you're never even going to see what you're looking for. And I know that analogy is kind of applying to more like um people who take, take, take and never give. I'm trying to twist that analogy a bit where the the grabbing is you looking for what you're trying to get. Maybe you're looking at colleges right now and you're just like looking at all these colleges and you're just like, I want to go to this one, this one, this one, instead of just laying back and letting life show you which college you're meant to be. And life obviously showed me which house I, I was supposed to be at. And now life is showing me what direction I need to take. And it's simply from me just relaxing and letting go of all the stress, all the envy, and just changing my attitude towards gratitude, <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds. But yeah, just let whatever you're looking for, whatever you want to accomplish, just let it come to you. And don't chase a rabbit. Obviously, you still need to put the work in. Obviously, you still need to put the action in. But for what it's worth, you got to let certain things come to you. Um, okay, lesson number six, and this comes from the power of positive thinking. You will never be, in order to have your best energy, it's, in, it's impossible to have your best energy while you, hate, while you hate another man. No matter what situation, if you hate somebody else, that hate will resonate so hard in your heart, it will hinder your entire energy. It will hinder... Your relationships, it'll literally hinder everything in your life if you have any speck of hate towards anybody in this world. No matter the situation, if you have hate for another person, that will bring you down. And it just will. It just will. And that's, that's coming straight from a doctor who has studied this. Actually, I'm sorry. This, that's coming from the author who's a doctor, but this is coming from, uh, I forget exactly who, but one of the top football coaches in the nation. Uh, college football coaches, or maybe, maybe he was um, NFL, but that's who we interviewed. And he says, like, if I cannot have one player on my team, hate another man, 
because there's no way I can get the amount of energy that's inside of him out of him if he has that hate. You cannot hate anybody. That's why I've been, all I talk about is love, love, love. And I like, especially in the two and a half months, I was going through some hate. I was going through not, not hate towards me or anything, but hate towards others or envy towards others more like it, which would, which I would twist some, some way into hate. And that's what being out here. I just realized how important love is as, um, as Martin Luther King said, he said that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only the light can and hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can. That's why love is the answer. As cheesy as that sounds, love is the answer. There'd be no war without, there would only be war with hate. There would be no war with love and so on and so forth. So you cannot have hate at all. Not even one hate. If you ever feel hate towards somebody, remember attitude is more important than fact. The fact, say, I don't know, your, your friend slapped your mother. You can't hate him for that. Your attitude towards it is the only thing you can dictate. So that's just something to think about. Uh, noise reduces efficiency by a large degree. This is also coming from the power of positive thinking. Love that book. But that's what the studies have shown. Like, that's why people in New York City are always just so on edge, so like quick to say shit. Like, a lot of them are just like mean. Like, when I went to New York City, I, I liked it to visit. I personally wouldn't live there because I like nature and like the people. Like, so, so many people, especially at, <laughs> when me and Jared were like, uh, we were in an elevator and we were just like not dressed in the best clothes because we just came from the gym. We actually did not have our shirts on because we just came, not the gym, the spa, because we were just in like the water and uh, the pool and then the sauna. We kept going back and forth. Just people looking down at us, talking down to us. It's because they're they're constantly filled with noise. It's like constantly in New York. It's always just noise, noise, noise. That's why it's really important to just have that peace sometimes where it's just like, no noise at all. You can. Just, that's why meditation is a great thing. Um, thinking is underrated. And actually, I'll get into meditation on this one. Thinking is underrated. A lot of times, your brain is just firing off so much that in terms of what can I do, what can I do, what can I do? And, and I'm, trying to, I'm trying to frame this in a way where it's not necessarily saying that you shouldn't take action. Obviously, you should always take action. What I'm saying is, and this is a thought directly coming from my head, that people are way quicker to act before thinking. And thinking is underrated. Like, imagine if instead of everyone, like, imagine if every if you took the amount of time people spend, spent on phones and all they did was think, imagine what type of world we'd live in. That's a crazy thought right there, but... Just imagine if everybody stop and th- and just think. I don't know how you say it, think <laughs> for an hour a day. Just nothing they did. They sat there and, and thinked. I'm like, that's why I'm. That's how I'm getting this list. That's how I've been able to discover a lot of things about myself out here and just discover my next moves because there's up there's like it's completely silent here. It's amazing. It's a very small town. We're surrounded in the woods. It's completely silent. And, all I do all day is think, think and read and sometimes make videos. So thinking is underrated. It's a ninth lesson I learned in Colorado. Number 10, I basically covered this in the first 10 minutes, uh, but where you live will play a drastic toll on your success. Not for everybody, but for me, 
a hundred percent. I got to have that motivation of where I live and just the way I live more like it to constantly push me and motivate me. And number 12, this also covers what I talked about in the first 10, 15 minutes, sort of do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Money sometimes isn't everything. You just got to remember, you got to do what you really, really want to do. And don't get trapped into a cycle of serving something that's no longer serving you in terms of happiness or fulfillment. More like it. And I'll take a, I'll take a, like a little stagnant from here. My friend Ben really um, opened my eyes to this. And I was, I was very hesitant. I was actually a little aggressive with him when he said this because I didn't believe it myself. But he said that life's purpose isn't happiness, it's fulfillment. Like the meaning of life, or more uh, clear to speak, the meaning of life is fulfillment, not happiness. You can have happiness without fulfillment, but you can't have fulfillment without happiness because your your happiness is coming from the fulfillment of your life. And he said, you know, what is happiness? Happiness is dopamine. If happiness was the meaning of life, heroin addicts would be the happiest people in the world because they'd have the most dopamine. You can't just measure life by happiness. You got to measure life by fulfillment. And fulfillment comes from everything I'm talking about. You got to do what you want to do. And if you're feeling lost, just go back home. You know, attitude is more important than fact and gratitude will get you way further in life than envy. And when you learn all this, you, you really start to understand what, what your life will look like when it's, if it's actually fulfilling. There's so many people making so much money who are just miserable because what they're doing isn't actually what they want to do. It's what they're doing because that's what makes them the money. And once you find a way to break off of that and make money doing what fulfills you, that is the ultimate goal here. That is the ultimate goal. And um, yeah, guys, so those are the lessons I've, I've learned so far. We're 45 minutes in. And that's just honestly the perspective that I'm at. It's really nice up here, the elevation and the the just the, the overall breathing is a little was a little difficult to get used to. I threw up by the lake the the third day I was out here just because the elevation sickness. But I know it's it's training me like my lungs feel very healthy just from breathing in pure air all the time. Like the smell out here. I've been communicating with the animals, which is so cool. I don't know if you guys have been following me on Instagram, but you can see like since a lot of them, like most people are used to animals near the city or near a county. Like these animals, a lot of these animals probably haven't seen humans that I'm meeting. And, you know, I'm just like chatting with them and they're like coming up to me and basically just saying hello and just are curious. I've gained a lot more respect for insects and animals in general. I obviously would never harm an animal, but I'd harm an insect here and there, like just smash a bee. I won't even do that anymore, honestly. It's just like I would rather just find a way to get it out instead of killing it. I don't want to kill anything. Uh, but it goes all back to love. I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm relearning about love for sure. And, and, and I'm just relearning all these principles I told you. I mean, there's so much power in what, I, what I've read, at least for me. I don't know if you guys are getting any value out of this. But at the end of the day, love is always going to be the answer to everything. Like, you could be the richest person in the world, but if you don't have a, 
a speck of love in your heart, you're not going to be fulfilled. Therefore, you're never going to truly be what people think is happiness. I think, I think people confuse happiness and fulfillment. I think it's kind of swapped, you know, um, I don't know exactly how to, how to say that, but happiness is blatantly a dope is blatantly a brain chemical. Well, fulfillment is way more dynamic than just a brain chemical. You can't just locate fulfillment in your brain. You can locate happiness, but what is happiness? Is happiness pleasure? There's a fine, fine line between happiness and pleasure. Pleasure is the actual dopamine, but happiness is what's described as a lot of people think happiness is pleasure. And that's why you see so many people buying things to be happy. And when they don't end up being happy because they're actually buying pleasure, true happiness is fulfillment. Fulfillment should be the same word as happiness, while pleasure should be what people, a lot of people think happiness is. And I think that's what I want to end it on. I don't, I'm, I don't really want to go a full hour, but I'm looking to post this tonight. I just hope some of you get value out of this. Um, I got two more weeks out here. I got a lot more to figure out about myself while I'm out here, but I've learned a lot and I'm really liking the direction I'm going. Um, just, I guess I'll close it with this. Andy said it best in the office. I wish there was a way of knowing the good old days were here before they were the good old days. Cause I remember when I moved into that apartment for the first time, like I told you guys, that was the first time I actually like lived somewhere where like I could be extremely proud of like, look at this shit. I'm living here. This is unbelievable. Can't believe I live here every single day. I'm waking up. And again, when I was having that insane amount of happiness, um, I wasn't even close to as rich as I was now in terms of money. And it's just so funny because when I was, when I had the two and a half months of darkness, um, well, comparatively back then, back then I thought I'd be so happy the more money I get, but the two and a half months of darkness, I was, I I have, I have 10 times more money than I had back then, but it was the attitude, the attitude and perspective of everything. So guys, it's when it going back to what I said about the old, the good old days, it's like, even though I was so happy, I was a couple of months into that. I was already thinking like, damn, those days when I was living with my grandma and I was like going off and I was like flying out to Ty Lopez's house. And like, it was also new. That was so awesome. Like those were some really good old days. Or like when I flew to Berlin to visit Oberlo, when I was out there, I'm like, yeah, this is like, this is really cool. But like, you know, I kind of do miss those days of like, right when I started drop shipping and like I could do and th- that feeling. And then from there, it's like uh, a year later, I was thinking like when I was about ready to move or like when I moved into my new unit in that apartment, it was way bigger. I was thinking like, damn, those days in that tiny little studio that I could only afford in this apartment were great. Like that's when everything, that's when I first started traveling. That's when I got what I thought was my dream girl. And like, man, and then I moved to LA. And when I get to LA, I'm like, wow, this is so cool. But man, those days at, at that apartment were so nice. Those were some of the best days of my entire life. Like when I got my car, oh my God, that summer was just amazing. I was meeting the most incredible people. And I was thinking this while I was in LA. And I even called my friend Ben that I mentioned about and saying like, I don't know, should I move back? That's how much I was missing St. Louis. And then I moved back to St. Louis and I'm like, man, those days in LA were amazing. Holy fuck. Like, Looking back on those days were just incredible. But in the moment, the moment will never feel as cre- the moment will never feel as incredible as the memory. 
And that's, I need to write that down. I just thought of that. Just The moment will never feel as incredible as the memory, so you better enjoy it. Enjoy it as much as you can as you're going through it. And that's what I feel about when I'm in Colorado. Like when, I'm, when I got here, I was like, God, this is so exciting. But man, those days in LA are like that time. And I, all I was looking, doing is thinking back, thinking back. And I'm so glad I'm doing this podcast right now, because I'm really understanding a lot about myself just to even have, like I don't have anyone to talk to right here. I'm talking to you guys. I'm really understanding and putting together a lot of puzzle pieces right now. But that's, so, that's such an important lesson. I'm glad we're ending it with that one that the moment will never be as important as the memory. So you better, or never be as good as the memory. So you better enjoy it. I know that the way I'm feeling in Colorado right now is not going to be even close to how I feel about it in six months from now. I'm going to be like, damn, those days in Colorado were unbelievable. I was hiking all day, reading. I was in an amazing house with an amazing view, with amazing people visiting left and right. Just my, like my buddies are coming this weekend. Like, but right now I know, and just to even say right now, I can understand that this is an amazing moment in my life right now. Truly incredible. When I first got out here, it was like, it was cool, but it wasn't as amazing as it was right now that I'm feeling right now as I'm making this podcast. It's, it wasn't even close, but now I'm understanding that this is just unbelievable what's happening right now. Like not like outside of what I'm seeing, what you guys are seeing behind me is like right now, what is happening is a massive transformation in me. And just the, the fact I'm out here in nature I'm incredibly grateful. I have so much gratitude for what's going on right now. And I'm so happy I'm understanding and learning and realizing the important things in life and this whole new perspective that I'm starting to see. And I'm so glad I can share it with you guys too. Because everything I said was incredibly, incredibly important. At least to me. And I know it will be for some of you out there too. Wow, what a way to end it. I didn't think it'd go there, but... That's that's what it's all about. I'm sure a lot of you can realize that. Mm. Those are some. I'm I'm very 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 blessed, and super 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 grateful to be living the life that I'm living right now, and I don't want to take that for granted at one point in my life ever again, like I did in the two and a half months of darkness. I missed out on making money. So what? Even if I lost some money, so what? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter because your attitude is way more important than fact. And wow, I think that is going to be... Uh, I'm just going to end it right here, guys. This is really powerful. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys got some good stuff from here. I really hope you guys are have liked this. And yeah, I'm just going to end it right here. Thank you so much for watching or listening, depending on what listening device you're in. If you're just listening, I highly encourage you to watch the video on YouTube, the Simplify Podcast, uh, just to see where this is being recorded at because I wish I could be looking out over this while I was recording it, but I want you guys to see it. But I am just so incredibly happy and grateful to be out here right now. Unreal. So... Thank you guys so much for watching slash listening. Peace out.